this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me i got my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, my man. I'm doing well. I feel like I'm a bit of a time traveller uh, this episode. I feel like we've gone back 15 years. Uh, we're back in, like, pre-season 20, and we're back to old-school Survivor. A lot of um, just relationship building. We're seeing a lot of, like, tribe dynamics and little little advantages this episode. Not much advantage talk, except for Josh's fake idol. And it really took me back to an era of old-school Survivor, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was a great episode, and... Um, Despite not going to Tribal Council, I thought there was a, a, there was a lot of fun. I, I don't know your thoughts on it. What do you think? Mate, mate, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great episode. Um, obviously, we worked out quite quickly later in the episode that Tribal Council wasn't happening and Matthew was going home. I think we sort of um, had that mentioned in the next on Survivor last week. So that, that, that was a little bit of a downer. There was a little bit of sadness there because I was a really big fan of Matthew. Oh, he was one of the standout characters and they really gave him this sort of like, not winner's edit, but like a really like main character energy edit. Like I could see this guy going, you know, losing at Final Four sort of thing. That He was such like a dominant player and uh, they really, they really, I guess, hyped him up throughout, you know, his four episodes. And then we just see him like go home and it's sort of like, oh, it was really a big shame because he was in a great, great spot, I thought. Yeah, no, no, Matthew, he really was the main character with Rotu. Like, he, he really was. Like, Carson's over there, so he's starting to get quite a bit of airtime being the newbie in the mix. But Matthew seemed like he had that tribe under his control almost, even with an injury. Like, that stopped him from sitting in a lot of those challenges recently. Yeah, it was a real shame. And um, I heard a little exit interview uh, this morning. I was listening to it. And it sounds like he actually did some serious damage to his arm. Like, he said he, he broke his humerus, which is like your main bone in your arm. He said there's a piece of that which was floating around, which they took out. He broke his scapula. He tore a rotator cuff. So, like, it probably was more than what the show made it out to be, the seriousness of it. And um, I really feel sorry for him. Like, obviously, big super fan, waited his whole life for this moment, got on the show, was in a great spot. And, you know, it's just... One moment of stupidity, maybe, climbing the rocks, and it's cost him his dream, and it's like, you know, uh, do, do, how do you, do, do you think this is a medivac, or did he, did he quit? Like, what do you think was the, like, the final outcome, I guess? I think um, after nine days of being in pain, I think it was a mixture of both. Um, like, obviously, they hadn't pulled him from the game yet, which you'd think, like, even a dislocated shot, like, as, as we've talked about, I've dislocated my shoulder. Started last year, and I've been in rehab since, pretty much. I, I re-dislocated. I did my rehab, re-dislocated it, had surgery. Now I'm just starting to get to the end of my rehab and starting to get back into life. Mm. Like, a dislocated shoulder is not just a simple thing. Sometimes you can dislocate it and do absolutely no damage, other than everything sort of loosens up. That soft tissue that they talked about on the show doesn't rip. It's just sort of popped out and you can pop it back in and you're completely fine. If it was like that, in theory, he should have had very minimal pain. Obviously, not having painkillers makes that even harder. Yeah. But 
chances are, nine times out of ten, when you dislocate your shoulder, you do some sort of damage more than just stretching your muscles. So he obviously really wanted to stay in the game. He would have asked them when he went through it originally, like, can I stick around? Can I stay? Because the amount of effort it takes to go through your casting and then finally get it over there, like finally get over there, do all your pre-season content, get onto the show. Like he's been living this for months. He's not going to sort of give it up because he's just a little bit sore in his shoulder. And from the sounds of things, he was really, really sore in his shoulder. And he pushed through it for nine days and like hats off to him for sticking around that long. And I just hope he didn't do more damage than what he already had. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a shame for the show, really. Um, so we, I mean, we saw in episode one, Bruce got medevaced, and Jeff has come out and said Bruce is, will come back on a, on a season one day. Do you think, like, is Matthew going to be given that same luxury? Like, he was, I think, because he was such a good character and like he seemed like such a good player. Do we just assume he will come back as well? What do you think? Look, I would like to, but from the sounds of things, how badly he hurt his shoulder. This is going to be years and years of rehab. I talked to a guy that had a similar surgery to me five years before the pain went away. Really? And he felt that strength. Wow. Um, Five years before it stopped sort of bothering him, and he did all the rehab. His wasn't even as bad as what we're hearing Matthews is. Um, I'm not casting for the next Australian Survivor because I've just been through this, and I know that they would not want me. Um, at this moment and where I am in my life, I feel if he is going to come back, it's not going to be for the next 10 seasons. But, and by that stage, he's already in his 40s. By that stage, he's in his 50s. He might not even want to come back. He might have passed that time and he might have thought of this as his chance that he just missed out on. Uh, I think just knowing Matt, I mean, I don't know the guy, but from what we've seen, this would be like such like a what-if He'll have this in his mind for like every day for the rest of his life. Like, what if I didn't do that? Where would, like he could have won this game, you know? He, oh, definitely. He's, he's going to replay that moment in his head forever. And I feel so, I feel so sorry for him. Anyone that gets medivaced, I feel sorry for. But anyone that's like a full super fan, it makes it even worse because you know how much they've wanted it and how like their whole life they've been watching the show trying to get on, you know. And I just my heart goes out to him. Oh, definitely. And I really hope that he goes through everything with his shoulder and he gets back to fighting fit. And we do see him again because he was an awesome character and an awesome player. And he really did have control of this game. Yeah. 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 In his um, exit interview, he was saying, you know, I've done a few tricks like with the idol and the fake idol and all that. And he's like, I've got a few tricks left up my sleeve for the next time. So he, at the moment, he's keen to come back. And yeah, hopefully one day he'll get the chance. And we can see these bag of tricks he's got, you know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Was his bag of tricks, can I ask, um, was his bag of tricks uh, perfect for this new school era? Because he seemed to really have this game on lock in this new school time. Whereas I'm not sure he, I, he almost would have overplayed if it was maybe 10 seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because he's obviously um, socially very good. Like he said he was in with most people and, you know, he... He guess he, he told he, he said he told Brandon to play the idol in the first tribal council. He's then found the idol the next day, and then he's planning like to make a fake to, to for Jamie to find it. And he's like, that took four days for her to find that idol. So he sort of he said he needed he wasn't that close with Jamie, but he needed that little bit of um 
to, to build a bond with her. She's like, I'm going to plant an idol yeah. so she can find it. So he's really thinking about the game. He had the whole thing with the, um, uh, what do you call it, the shot in the dark, playing playing that so he didn't have to reveal where his allegiances were. So he's pretty innovative. Um, I think, yeah, maybe in an old school game may have been too much, but I feel like he's good enough to adapt to the players around him. And I guess in the new school era, the players that can be innovative with what they're given and even make up stuff they're not given, they're the ones we see thrive a bit more, I think. So, yeah, I think any season he would do well. Yeah, definitely. I think the only sort of letdown to his game that I saw was how well and how much he communicated how much this mattered to him and how big of a super fan he was. Uh, I find that, like, even how Carson's playing it now, that he is a nerd, but he's trying to hold back and not let on how much of a nerd and how much he trained and how much he's in love with this game. I think that's... If Matthew could incorporate that into his... Could have incorporated that into his game, I would have called him almost the best player we've seen so far in this new era. Yeah, we, we discussed it, I think it was last week, with the difference between Carson and Matt. And I guess Carson is his young super fan versus Matt as an older guy with a child and he's married. They do come across a little bit differently and a bit more... Like, Carson would come across a bit more threatening, being that Cochrane um, archetype, whereas Matt... I think it's like a bit more... When they're a bit older, you know, what do you say, he's 40-something. Yeah, you know, it's a bit more maybe endearing. Like, oh, he's just such a fan of the show. He's been wanting to do it for his whole life. So they're probably um, not as threatened in the way they would be by Carson, I think. Yeah, no. No, that's that, that does make a lot of sense. Um, now, unfortunately, we do have to get past Matthew because there are other people in this episode. Yes. Um, we might as well talk about Carson and how he seems to be killing it. And we saw him geeking out with Kane. And, like, do we see him as the best, in the best position going into this merge? Yeah, well, no doubt he's got definitely uh, some relationships. And I think he, he had Matthew and Kane, and um, obviously Matthew's gone. And he's got Carolyn and Yam Yam as well. But it's hard to say if they're going to be the controlling alliance. I've done a bit of a, just a bit of a, a fake alliance chart for the merge. And, and the way I've seen it is Carolyn, Yam Yam and Carson are going to link back up with Kane because Kane was a bit on the outs of his tribe. But I don't really know who else is going to jump in with them. Like if Matt and Franny don't go with them, I feel like they will be on the bottom of the numbers. So, although Carson looks like he's in a good spot, it might be a bit deceiving because I don't know if the numbers are all there. Because he hasn't really yeah. bonded with Brandon and Lauren from that tribe. Jamie was already left there, so he's not with her. So it's it's very hard to say. Yeah, and if we look at it, like with Josh, Danny, and Brandon. Yeah. This this like uh, meat shield. <laughs> uh, what do we what do we call this alliance? The big, the big muscly bro thing. Oh, the meat tray from Australia. Yeah. So really, it's meat yeah. tray US version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, meat tray US version. Well, the how Caroline put it, the muscle bro thing. <laughs> yeah, muscle. Bro. Um, the muscle bro thing. Like this does look like it is probably going to be the majority alliance going into this merge. That, yeah, that's how I see it. Because Danny and Heidi, uh, they're, they're a pair as well. So Danny, Brandon, and Josh, they get Heidi as well. And I think Lauren's with Brandon too. So that's five, right? And then you've got Matt, Franny, and Jamie sort of floating. And I don't really have a spot for them yet. But the only thing with the merge is 
are we probably going to see this six v six, and then only six people got to uh, can be voted for? Like, is this what it is? Do you think? So it might it might just be like luck of the draw. Whoever's in the wrong six, you know, it's it's very hard to say what's going to happen. Yeah, no, it is it is definitely a little bit worrying. Um, this luck of the draw, I'm not so sure because we've seen this before. You can see that they've tried to. So, like, that was what they used in the last few seasons to mimic a swap, almost. To sort of split it up without having a big tribal council at first. Hmm. Do we think that, now that we've just had a medivac, uh, do you think they're going to try and continue this along, or do you think they're just going to head straight into that merge? I mean, I hope not, because, I mean, the merge vote is, like, you know, the one of the best votes of the season, generally. Like, there's a lot more intrigue into it, and... When you have six people immune, it, it really takes away the drama of it. So hopefully they just go in just with a 12-up merge and just play from there, you know, one individual immunity, and we just see what it is. And we see where the numbers lie, and, and you sort of go off that. Because that's, that's great television, I think. Like, we, we've seen it in Australian Survivor just recently. Like, how good was the merge vote? And then the next, the next two votes after that, like, this is drama. Like, US Survivor needed to simplify things back to what it was because... It was a winning formula. Like the show's been on the TV forever because it was good. The more they change it, the yeah, you know, it's it's getting. I wouldn't say no. I would say worse. It's getting worse. So yeah. go, go back to yeah. a tried and tested style. Yeah, um, that they're merging at six, uh, twelve does worry me because of those even numbers. So they can play this very simply. They can do this fake merge. Drop twelve people. You got to play to get your buff. Earn the merge buff. Earn the merge. Earn the merge. And if they do do this, I'm hoping it does not come back for 45. They seem to be changing things up in 44 because they're seeing that the fans are getting over this new system of the exact same thing every time. Yeah. And we saw that in this in the, in in uh, this journey that we have this week. We see something different again, and that is doing absolutely nothing. Best journey Which of the was, season. Best journey we've yeah, seen best. in the new era. I loved it. Yeah. And, like, last three seasons, they've had they've only gone on the journey for one reason. Now, we've seen two different things happen since. And I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for them changing it. They're starting to see. Hopefully, this means that we just get a simple merge. Straight up merge. No stupid... Hourglass, no stupid earn the merge twist. Just twelve people fight it out. Yeah, someone goes home. Absolutely, I think the best thing about the journey was because there was nothing there. All three of them now have to go back to camp and and tell you know make up a story of what actually happened. And no one's going to believe it because it, you know it's always an advantage out there. So that's part one. Part two is we saw a great social interaction between three players who are you know two of them on one page and Carolyn on a completely different book about what, what their plans are going forward. And it was so good to watch. The, the whole Danny uh, and Brandon, like, broing down and, you know, the bromance sort of building and we're going to look after each other. And this sort of disregarding Carolyn sitting right next to them as a player in the game. She, they're like, oh, well, you, you, you guys suck at challenges anyway, so, you know, you won't even be there. It was horrible gameplay from the boys. And I really hope Carolyn gets a last laugh and takes them out, you know? No, definitely, definitely. This is like, obviously, we've seen Caroline for the last five episodes, well, four episodes, and we've seen how perceptive she is, and she runs with a paranoia 
and at the same time doesn't let it overly affect a game. She uses it as a strength. This time, these boys played it completely wrong. They absolutely stuffed themselves. Not only have they let on there's going to be a bros alliance, which is the last thing, nine out of these 12 people going to the... Um, going into this merge want to hear no one wants the big bros alliance no one wants that so they've just given this information to her they've showed how good they are they've thrown Josh under the bus and we don't even think Josh was completely with these boys like originally and we could see that Danny wanted to get Josh out yeah just just only an episode ago so they've stuffed it they've stuffed their game We've seen Caroline. We know that she's smarter than this. We know she's going to use this to her advantage. And she almost did. She almost voted out Josh. Yeah, I think that's, for the, as a viewer, that's like the fun part. Like, we know Caroline is, I guess, dominating her tribe. But from the outside, it must not seem that way to everyone else in the game. So, puts her in a really good spot. Like, But the thing is, if they want Josh to be there, right, Caroline is literally going to tribal council that night. And they're like, oh, we're going to get Josh when he gets the merge. It's like... You have not included me in this plan. Why would I not vote out Josh? Like, they should surely have to smooth talk her to make sure Josh is still there. They should, they, you've got to be like, oh, me, us three, and Josh. Like, make it like an actual thing. But, like, there's no incentive for Carolyn not to vote Josh out. And we see that. We see her change her mind because, you know, we sort of thought her and Josh were together, going to go for Yam Yam. And then as soon as she gets back to, back to camp, she's like, yeah, we're taking out Josh because, you know, there's going to be this bro down thing. So, really poor play from. Danny, who I thought was a better player than that. Was, yeah, a lot more switched on. I genuinely thought he was. But I guess he switched on strategically, but socially he's completely unaware. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's horrible. I think think Brandon, being an NFL player, I really think that sort of um, Danny got stars in his eyes. Like, oh, you know, I can imagine Danny's a big football fan. And the NFL over in America is huge. Like, it is, it's the major sport. Because it's like such a, they only play like twelve games a year or something, and then finals. It's such a short oh, really? competition. Yeah, it's, it's it's not many. I don't, it, might, it might be more than twelve. I'm not an expert, but it's not many. So it's pretty like it's um, it's really, it's a thing you do for a short amount of time. So everyone loves it, you know. And yeah. being an NFL player, I think you might have won a Super Bowl as well. So it's it's a big deal. Like this guy is a genuine celebrity, and if Danny yeah. knows who he is, he's like, I want to work with him because yeah, he's my, my favorite ball player, you know. So. That, I think that really stuffed Danny's game right there. Yeah. No, no, I agree. That was literally what came to my head, seeing it all go down, was Danny's like got stars in his eyes. Danny's covered by being in this elite, in the presence of this elite player. Yeah. And he's, he's ruined his game. And he, they're literally asking Caroline to pretty much go with them and with Josh after they've just ignored her for an hour. Yeah. It was funny. You could tell she was getting upset, and they sort of say like, "Oh no, you're with us too." And then they keep going like, "We're going to do this. We're going to do this." Oh yeah, no, and you're with us too, Carolyn. Don't worry. But let's <laughs> talking about it. it was just, it was just bad. But fun to watch. You know what? And that's, and I was like, oh, "Okay, they're going on this journey. There's going to be like a hidden idol there somewhere." I'm like, "Oh, geez, I hope not." And the fact there wasn't, it made it so much better because we didn't have to waste time on. Oh, I found this idol, and who cares about this stuff? <laughs> what I want to see is this social interaction, which it makes the show what it is. It was great. Yeah, talking about social interactions, Jamie talking to Franny about voting out her soon-to-be boyfriend. I'm guessing they're probably they're probably engaged right now. I don't know. I haven't been watching it on social media or listening, but like these two are like so close, 
and that, I guess, almost shows how far da- Jamie is behind the eight ball, that she does not know how close these two are, because Danny and Heidi could have given her this information. Mm-hmm. No yeah, one's told her this. So I'm seeing Jamie, like, positive Jamie almost clouded by her positivity and how good a position she thinks she is, how much information she actually thinks she has, when realistically, even the information at Rotu was not a lot. <laughs> like, she she has no idea. Yeah, I, th- I think Matt and Franny must be doing a decent job of keeping their relationship secret. Like, for her not to know that, um, and like you said, Danny and Heidi didn't tell her either. So she's firmly on the bottom of that tribe, but given the merge is coming, it's not going to matter. Um, so she might not be working with them going forward, but... Yeah, Matt and Franny, they must just be keeping under wraps, which is good, I guess. Um, Jamie calls herself like the most valuable player on the board at the moment because she's got relationships, which I guess the Green Tribe is not using her. Like, why wouldn't you try and ingratiate yourself with her? Yeah. Give her a little bit of information because you might get an- another one or two numbers from Jamie when you get to merge. And we see like Carson do that really well. And yeah. probably not Josh, but like, okay, Carson, do that really well. He's going to use other people and use his old tribe mates to get the numbers. And, and it's probably a bit of an oversight from anyone on the Green Tribe not to do the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Like, we've, I've talked about how much I don't like Matt's gameplay during this this season. I don't see him as a strong player at all. And I see him going down in a nothing vote. Um, and Danny, who I thought was possibly the best game player on Soak, on... Soka. Yeah. I, after seeing him today, he's just dropped down so much in my book. And now I'm sort of seeing Heidi as possibly the smartest. Yeah, she's probably... In that tribe. Yeah, she's in a decent spot, Heidi. And yeah, like, probably... And we haven't heard from her. (laughs) Well, I think Franny also, she seems to have a brain for the game. Wow. She she seems to be social enough and... uh, yeah. And she's love struck. She's love struck. Well, so there is yeah. that, that hiddenness. She's, she's confessed her love for Matt now, which we didn't see for the first four episodes. So we always thought, well, I always thought it was a bit of a one way street. Like Matt just being the one you now with the puppy dog eyes. And now Fran's saying, oh, you know, I would date Matt. And, you know, they had their hug, which was, a, you know, yeah. intimate moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the kiss, oh. but just a hug. That's just a start. What it's like here. to be in year six again. <laughs> <laughs> that awkward hug. Where, you, where, your hips, where your hips are about a metre apart and you hug with the top half of your body. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, I, I definitely agree. Franny seems like, even though she is lovestruck, uh, lovestruck, she does seem to still have a wits about her in this game. So I'm starting to see more of a um, Franny and Heidi thing going on as the sort of smarter game players in this, out of these two power couples. Danny obviously played the birdcage very, very well, but that was a simple strategic move that was almost given to him from. Oh yeah, um, given to him from production. Whereas now, socially, Franny's obviously done something to have Jamie think that she would possibly get rid of Matt, even though we know she wouldn't. No, no. <laughs> or if she does, it's going to be fucking bad. <laughs> let, let me let me throw an idea at you. The merge comes, yeah. this this whole bro down thing happens. Franny and Matt jump on board, and then behind the scenes, Franny's the one pulling the strings. She's the one, not the bros, but underneath them, got their meat shields in front of her, and she can dictate where things go. I could see that. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that as well. Yeah. The one thing is, we've just got to remember this bro thing. Like, people don't like this. 
Oh, no way. We People don't like this. If me, you, and two other big boys got into an alliance together, like we saw blood versus water, we saw how bad that went. People, they're not going to do this. Okay, this is this this bro ship is not going to end well. No, no, it, it doesn't end well for the bros, but it ends well for anyone latched onto the bros because they'll get you to a point and then you just take them out. Like if they're the if they're the like if they're the majority, you jump on. Why would yeah. you jump on board with that? You have the shields in front of you. They're always going to be a threat. So you, like everyone's going to be like, oh, they'll win all the challenges. You know, I think it's a perfect thing for if you're not the bro, but you've been asked to join the bros. I think it's a great it's a great spot. It's a great spot to be in. Yeah, no, it, it is a good spot to be in, but you're not going to like being in it, okay? As soon as Caroline starts banging this drum, the bros together, the bros together, the bros together, it lasts two votes, and then they end up voting one of the bros out. One of the bros gets too big for his britches, they go home. Yeah. So it, it, you're right, it, it is a good spot to be in because everyone's going to be aimed at the bros and not at anything else. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, I mean, we just saw it in Australian Survivor. You know who was part of the meat tray? Matt. And he, he, you know, he was with the bros. He jumped off, made it to the end. So if you can stick with the bros for as long as you need them and maybe jump ship, I could see Danny turning on his bros. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe you can still find a path. Yeah, no, fair enough. That is, that is definitely true. Talking about someone that is not broing down, Josh and Yamir. <laughs> No, jam jam, jam jam. <laughs> these, these two do. They, I don't know if they're very similar people. <laughs> they they talk about them being similar people. I think they're very very different people in my mind, and they just can't get along. They're trying to. They put it. They're like, oh, we sort of have to. So let's do this. But they just can't. Yeah. No, it was some of Yam Yam's like little quips in the episode. Was it was so funny? I can't actually quote any because I didn't write any down. But it was just, it's just the way you're talking about Josh. It's hilarious. But you know what? They came together. They they had their conversation about how they were both gay and how they you know how they came out. And I really think that bonded them. And you know what? Before Carolyn come back from the journey, they they, they were voting together. They they were going to vote Carolyn out. And I, I I firmly believe that Yam Yam had had changed his mind and he was working with Josh. And I thought Josh played it really well the whole episode. Um, did did like what he needed to do to get Yam Yam on side and look to be the power of, of the tribe um, until, until the whole fake idol incident, incident. Yeah, that sort of blew up in his face. And like, I can understand why he brought it up. You've sort of, and I, I'm, I'm really starting to notice with a fake idol, you've either got to go 100% or completely hide it and act like you don't have it. You've, there's no there's no half arsing it. You've either got to go in 100, showing them, waving it in all their faces, but you can wave it in all their faces without giving it to them to just stare at. Yeah. <laughs> like, stare at and study, and then you're, like, showing, these, showing this piece of parchment that Caroline's already seen is... It's, it's not the way to play this, right? Yeah, he sort of he sort of got caught out a bit. Like I thought he played it really well up until he handed it to Yam Yam, and then Yam Yam broke. It falls apart. It falls apart. His hands. That next that next confessional by Yam Yam was crazy. He just he's trying to get the story out, but he can't stop laughing. Oh, I love him as a character. It was so funny. It was great. And like you said, when when you show the same note, but really, aren't all the notes the same? Don't they all say the same thing? Well, no, this, this note wouldn't have this note been the 
idol. Oh, before the, the yeah, the idol that he has to finish, like that he has to get rid of before yeah, the merge. Like, yeah, okay, that would make sense. And yeah, so, so, so he's already he's already stuffed it because he's showing this parchment that says this that this is timed out at the merge, and he's already told Jam Jam that he doesn't want to play it tonight. He prefer not playing it when they know twelve people is merge. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you have to assume so. Like, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, maybe he didn't show at that time. He hadn't showed Yam Yam the parchment, so I guess he was. He wanted it. Enough. Yeah, so he really got caught in a lie, which sort of. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't great play by Josh, but I thought his episode was really good. Like, he got Yam Yam on side. He had, he had the option with Carolyn. He's the fake idol plan. I really thought was as a like before showing it to them. I really thought he was doing Pulling a really it off, good job yeah. at bluffing it. Like he's like, oh, I've got the idol. Yeah. Like, you don't really have a choice, you're with me, and then they bonded. I'm like, oh, this is really good Good play from Josh, you know? Pretty impressive. And, um, yeah, it just all, all unfolded. But I think Josh is going to be in a decent spot come merge because I think he's got options. I think he's got options. Yeah, no, he de- he definitely does have options. The issue for him that I'm seeing was he was on the bottom of Soka, now he's on the bottom of Tika. Uh, so... He, he's def- I definitely thought he started playing this episode off really well. He was going to get my buff of the episode till that sort of last little confrontation with the idol and mm. how that sort of blew up in his face. He's, he's come out a lot worse for wear. But I also we could also pl- partly blame that on Danny and uh, Brandon. Well, that's the thing. Like, until... If Carolyn hadn't... If, if they haven't had that conversation in front of Carolyn, Josh is still the power of the tribe. They both want to use him to get the other one out, Yam Yam and Carolyn. So I think it wasn't really his fault that it all fell apart. Like Carolyn yeah. wouldn't have been as sus if she didn't want to get him out. So they probably wouldn't have showed the idol in the paperwork. So it, it really was his, not his not his fault that things didn't go didn't go to plan. And you know what? He got saved, luckily, by Matt leaving. So yeah, like you could you could tell that he was going 100%. Like they were definitely voting him out. And then when they're doing like their group hug at the end, Carolyn's like, yeah, because I wanted to vote you out, you know. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. like that was not a joke. She was dead set serious. I know, I know. <laughs> That's it. She's blunt, you know. It just says a hand. Yeah, she's blunt. Yeah, exactly. Love it. <laughs> I love it too. Okay. Um, well, we might as well discuss. We did sort of eulogize Matthew a bit at first, but let's um, rank him as a player, okay? Character and uh, memorable moment. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, great character. Um, had, a, had a bit of personality about him. Good confessionalist. Was a narrator early on. Um, did, was doing a lot of stuff. We mentioned it. The shot in the dark. Told Brandon about the idol. Found an idol. Planted a fake idol. Had all these relationships going on. Was in a really good spot. And unfortunately, the memorable moment will be the, the, the rock climb and the falling on the rocks and... Yeah. That's his game summed up right there. It was just it was a dumb move to climb those rocks. Like I wouldn't do that not in Survivor game. Why would I do it in a real Survivor game? You know, like why would I jeopardize my health for what? For what? A better view of the ocean? Yeah, a bit of fun. I can't I can't I'm I'm stupid, so I can't say that I wouldn't have done it myself. Yeah. And um I'm actually like the Australian Survivor have this thing where you're not allowed to climb higher than one length of yourself. Really? Whereas Americans, yes. So in Australian Survivor, you can't climb higher than two of yourselves higher. Yeah, right. You know. can't get that far off the ground. So there's no idols above that point. There's, it's just all you've got to be careful. Yeah. They, they're, they're smarter 
I guess, yeah, than sure. this. <laughs> or, or Australians are dumber and we do it. Because well, I know that, I think I've talked many times about how I just want to climb a palm tree just once. In Survivor, I want to climb to the top of a palm tree because yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous, but I still want to do it. I, I climb trees every day for a living. You're a professional tree climber, but you, know, you see, like, I remember Ty in Kairong climbed this tree and he's like ripped up his legs and he's like, yeah. it's so high up here. And, you know, I remember it and it's, it's, it's dangerous. Like, there's no, there's no yeah. like branches to climb on a palm tree. I know, I know. <laughs> it's uh, you know what? You, this you, is my dream. You don't have to go and survive to go climb a palm tree. You can just go and <laughs> find a palm tree and then just climb it. Nah, it's got to, it's, it's, unless, unless there's a video, did it even really happen? Did it even happen, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, I completely understand what Matthew was doing. He obviously, he wanted to do something that he might not have done on the outside, just something cool. He fucked it. He made a stupid decision. Um, and yeah, it's a shame because, yeah, ranking him as a character, he's awesome. He was an awesome character. I loved his confessionals. He was intriguing. He was my. He was probably one of my favourites going into this week. Yeah. Other it, than Caroline, <laughs> it was also my winner pick. So I lose my winner pick to a medivac, which is really disappointing because I really thought he was going a long way just based on the edit we saw. And I guess why yeah. would they give him the edit that big? Like he was. You know, is it just because they just showed what was happening out there, or they just don't care if they get yeah. back to like show the real story? No, I, I, yeah, I think they're showing the real story. They twenty six days. A lot happens, but at the same time, you've sort of got to show what is happening without if you're not going to make stuff up. And American Survivor, like, they're, they're known to sort of edit around things, but most of the time, they're not making stuff up. And Matthew was a huge part of his tribe. No, that's fair. Yeah. So, they're going to show him. And he didn't leave on a bad term. He didn't quit. He didn't, like, because he couldn't take it. He did none of this. Like, he actually, he put in. He hurt himself and then lasted another nine days. Chances are, I don't know what it's like with um, uh, pain relief out there. I'm guessing they don't get any. And, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he, he lasted. Like, he's got to put that on his, like, he's got to really put, like, hang that hat up. Like, he's, what's the word? He's really got to be proud of himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hang his hat on that. He, he, he lasted. When my do- shoulder dislocated, that was the worst pain I'd ever had in my life. And I'm an arborist. I am in uncomfortable positions eight hours of the day. Yeah. Um, with ropes and wedgies and blah, blah, blah. That was when my arm dislocated. I have never been in near as bad pain as that. Obviously, childbirth is... Even worse, so I'm not trying to make it, trying to make a meal out of that. Yeah. But like, if that was the same pain that I was in for that two hours that my shoulder was out, like he would have been overly agonising and good on him. He is more of a man than I probably could have been. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I guess I guess the reason we saw a lot of him is the stuff he was doing, it was making good TV. It wasn't just like, you know, good connections. He was in a good spot. He was actually doing moves. So that's probably why we saw enough of him. And I guess, exactly. like, we're five episodes in and we spent half this podcast talking about a character we saw for five episodes. And that, that's how big an influence he had on the short time he was there. So yeah, definitely. Great, great stuff from Matthew. Yeah. And memorable moment, the Jamie... Um, Jamie, fake idol. That's always that's a good one. Yeah, he, he played that very, very well. And 
as you said, he was he was aiming for Jamie. He wasn't trying for anyone else. He already had connections with everyone else in the tribe. He was aiming for Jamie. Yeah. And that proves how well he did doing that. Because, like, we talked about Danny, and I said, I thought Danny played that perfectly. Danny didn't play it perfectly. That was a that was a gamble who was going to find that. Whereas Jamie, Matthew, aimed it for the person he needed to make the connection with, which was cool. Yeah, Matthew used it in a positive way to build something, whereas Danny was doing it in a negative way to, yeah. I guess, destroy someone's game and take the target off himself. So, yeah, there's a huge difference with the way they did it. And I, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, well, I mean, uh, Matthew's gone. But, yeah, I guess see the Matt and Danny going forward. See what happens with that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And that that is going to be definitely interesting with Jamie because now there's no one to even tell her that it's fake. Could be a lot of so, fun when she gets voted out. I, I love to yeah. see that when she's on the bottom. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. good. Be, you know what? Yeah. She, she she played a shot in the dark at the first tribal because she's paranoid. I'm 100% certain she's going to play this fake idol with the merge merge vote because she's paranoid. Yeah. And that'd be good okay. TV. Yeah, yeah that would be good TV. That'd be fun. Play Plays fake. She's probably not even the target. No, nah, she won't be. Yeah. Who's, tar- no. who's targeting her? Seriously. Like, she's a <laughs> yeah, I know. She's a non-threat. Okay. Um, let's get on to the buff of the episode. So we've got episode five, and I really wanted to give it to Carson. I've been so down on him over the last few weeks, um, and I really saw a bit of a light in him today. I thought he was playing today very, very well, but we saw too little of him of the episode. I'm giving mine to Jam Jam. Jam Jam, okay. To Jam Jam. Well, Jam Jam came into this episode on the bottom of Tika with Josh and Caroline in a position. No matter what we say, I don't think it was Jam Jam going home this week if they did end up going to tribal. I think it was Josh or Caroline, depending on what connections that they had and what sort of happened. I think he almost became the swing vote between the two. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um yeah, I guess he it, it it ended up in a decent spot. Um, yeah, my buff, same as you, Like I, I definitely considered Carson. I thought he had a good episode, but we only really saw that first sort of segment with him. Um, so my, I've given mine to Josh. I thought Josh played it really well. He's playing both sides. He built... The MEM started the episode hating Josh, and by the end of it, he was willing to vote with him until Carolyn come back. Um the reason Josh ended up being the target was not his fault. It was because other people wanted to work with him, which also shows a decent social game. And I thought his sort of best thing that he said was when, it, when before Carolyn come back, him and Yam Yam were talking, and he said to Yam Yam, let's see what information she tells both of us and then come back together and share that. And I thought that's a really good way to, I guess, bond with Yam Yam for one and also see what Carolyn is telling both of you, like how close is she really to either of you. So that was really good. I thought the whole thing with the fake idol was great until he handed it over, um, which I can't really fault him. Like, if he made it better, maybe if it didn't fall apart, he, it might have worked. So I thought uh, all around a good episode for Josh, and he'll get my buff. All right, nice. Okay, so that brings us to Caroline still in the lead on three. Jam Jam jumps up to two. Matthew, unfortunately, leaves on one. And with him, we've got Kane, Danny, Heidi, and now Josh, all on one as well. Yeah, nice. So you can definitely see that Tika has gotten a lot of sort of the... Screen time. The air time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Caroline and Jam Jam were the two biggest characters that were on Tika, even from the start. 
Yeah. Carson obviously leaving. He was probably, you could say, number three in the sort of characters on that tribe. And they, I really feel sorry for um, Tika. They, they have not really had a good run. And the only time they sort of really probably wanted to go to tribal... Um, they weren't or they probably should have. They probably should have gone to tribal so they could work their shit out before merge. Is um, they weren't allowed, so yeah, taken away. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. way the game goes. And you know what? They went to tribal so much because, as Brandon said, you suck at challenges. That's what he said to Carolyn. So <laughs> I guess that's why they kept going. Yeah, that's why they kept well, I going. I do think I do think that the Tika, the two from Tika, and I guess Carson included, are going to have a big say in what happens in this post merge. I do think all three. Seem to be in the game for a while. Yeah, and we've we've seen it before. Small tribes going into mergers find that the majority of the time they stick together. They stick around. They're not aimed for because their class is the smaller tribe. These two bigger tribes tend to have a go at each other first. Yeah, hundred percent. Every time it's it's a small group. I always I was actually told my brother about it today. I said the tightest group with the most numbers. So like. Doesn't matter if it's like a majority of six. If you're if you're a majority of three, sorry, if you, have, if you just have a group of three, but you're the tightest as, a, as opposed to a six, you will always win out because if you, the, the tightest three, uh, they're guaranteed three votes. Whereas the six will always split up into I want to do this, I want to do this, individual yeah. styles. Where if you exactly. if, if you can remain a tight group, you will always win against the bigger group. Yeah, that's it. We saw and it in Samoa. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, time and time again, time and time again. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up, mate. Well, Australian Survivor's finished. What do we do now? What are you doing with your time? I get to live my life again. I get to have afternoons. I get to do some stuff. My, my house is in shambles. I've got to rebuild some things and tidy some uh, bit of tiling and stuff. So I'll get a lot, of, a lot of work done, which my wife will be happy about. I'll get to spend more time with my family, which they'll be happy about, I think. <laughs> um, you think? Yeah, my life opens up. We're just doing this once a week now. So it really... Um, I'm going to miss talking to you, Buckles. I feel like you know we're not going to chat as much. Yeah, it's only going to be like 30, 40 minutes a week. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> what <will you> do? <laughs> I'm talking about what I'm going to do. I figured now that Australian Survivor's finished, I might take a weekend off. <laughs> and I'm going four-wheel driving and camping next weekend over the Christmas, uh, the Easter break. Beautiful. So I'm not going to be here next week. And next week, I believe we have Jackie coming on the podcast. Jackie Macri will be back by popular demand. Uh, her episode she did, I think it was the week two, rated through the roof. So the people have spoken, Buffles. They don't want you. They want her. Or maybe they don't want me right. either. They just want to hear. <laughs> they just want to hear. <laughs> so this is what the people want. They'll get her next week. Me and Jackie on the pod. Um, that should be out on a Saturday, I would say. Um, yes, yes, I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. Um, hopefully I get enough reception I can at least down, uh, download the pod so I can uh, send you guys my criticism. Um, <laughs> see how you go hosting again. Oh, it should be a dr- I mean, what better episode than the most complicated episode of the season? The merge episode, I can't wait. Yeah, you're good luck with that, mate. Um, yeah, now I'll be back the next episode, which will probably end up being the official merge. Yeah, um, and I will obviously give it a throwback and give my points from the previous week like I did last time. Yeah. So, anyway, everyone, Survivor, Bluffs, Blind Sides and Banter on Facebook. Get onto it. Instagram at Survivor3 underscore 3BS. And on Twitter, Survivor3BS. It has been another awesome week. 
I'm excited about American Survivor. This is more exciting than it's been in a while for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, these last two episodes have really... I've really enjoyed them. And I was very down at the start of the season. I'm a little bit more positive now. So keep it coming, America. Yeah, totally agree. It's been a lot of fun. And this podcast has been a lot of fun. And um, yeah. thanks, Buckles. I'll see you in two weeks, mate. I'll see you in two weeks. See you, mate. See you, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.